Does anybody have any idea who is running our country right now? The one thing that we know for sure is who is not running the country, and that is Joe Biden, who barely knows his own name at this point, clearly has no clue what's going on around him. You have clip after clip. Well, we're going to play you some. Some recent ones of Biden sounding confused, rambling, tired, disheveled, having no idea where he is. It's just like, well, where, well where, what am I doing? He keeps saying that. What am I doing here? We'll play it for you. What am I doing here? He has no idea what he's doing here, and he's admitting it. All right, coming up, a group of scientists have blown the whistle on the W the bogus rigged WHO investigation in Wuhan, China, looking into the origins of the coronavirus. We will bring you all the details. They're literally scrapping the report the WHO was planning to publish. All right, so I don't like getting into personal issues when it comes to Joe Biden, his clear cognitive decline, early signs of dementia. But just recognize we have no choice. This is not an issue of personal attack on Biden. That's not where I'm going here. This is about knowing that the leader of the free world is a man who has no idea what's going on and is in cognitive decline. And it's it's unbelievably clear, crystal clear. China, Russia, Iran and North Korea, they are all sitting there. They know they're waiting to pounce on us because they see how vulnerable for the foreseeable future. The U.S. is more vulnerable than we have ever been in my lifetime with the man in charge, the man who's supposed to be the most powerful man in the country, uh, clearly suffering signs of dementia and cognitive decline. And who is running the show? Who is running the show? You need somebody actually making the decisions. We don't know. I'm, some people tell me it's Obama. They're telling me it's Kamala. So listen to this clip from a recent Joe Biden event. Listen to this. Uh, uh, excuse me. Fennell, and uh, what am I doing here? I'm going to lose track here. And uh, 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 I think he's getting on a plane. He told me a little last, he came in to see me last event. And representatives, uh, Shirley Jackson Lee, Al Green, Sylvia Garcia, Lizzie Pinelli, uh, uh, excuse me, Pinell, and uh, what am I doing here? I'm going to lose track here. And uh, uh, Mayor Turner, Judge Hidalgo, uh, thank you all for welcoming us. I mean, it's just painful to listen to. You know, what am I doing here? I'm going to lose track here. Uh, and, you know, he can't pronounce the names correctly. He doesn't quite understand exactly what he's supposed to be saying or what's going on. Now we're going to play you. Here's an old a montage of Joe Biden, the candidate. Listen to this one. Tomorrow's Superstar Tuesday. And I want to thank you all. I tell you what, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? 150 million people have been killed since 2007 when Bernie voted to exempt the gun manufacturers from liability. It would put 720 million back, million women back in the workforce. Nobody should be in jail for a nonviolent crime. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. What's not to like about Vermont in terms of the beauty of it? And what a neat town. Play the radio. Make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. We choose science over fiction. We choose truth over facts. Think about it. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. Oh boy. I mean, oh boy. I mean, we choose truth over fact. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. I mean, men and women, all men and women are created by the the thing. I mean, this man, it's like, how does any, how did anybody vote for him? How did, and not only did they vote for him, you don't even hear any Democrats expressing any sort of uh, regret 
or remorse because they got Trump out. They could be a monkey in charge. They got Trump out. That's all they care about. This is not a personal attack on Biden. I try very hard to avoid any of these types of personal discussions, anything gossipy. But this is the disturbing reality. It used to be Joe the blunder machine. But these are not blunders. Joe Biden, you listen to clips of him four years ago, eight years ago. He was coherent. You know, he was powerful. He was crisp. He was clear. This is not blunders. These are the trend of a man, as I said, who is undergoing mental decline, yet is supposed to be in the most powerful position on the planet. And it is frightening. Meanwhile, Jen Psaki, we're still waiting for Joe Biden's first press conference, first solo press conference as president. They usually do it within 30 days max. Uh, and Jen Psaki, the press secretary, she says she expects Biden's first press conference to happen by the end of this month, by the end of March. And get this, she blames the delay on Biden. He's ha He has to concentrate too hard on COVID. She's blaming it on COVID. So everything conveniently gets blamed on COVID. Joe Biden is terrified of holding a press conference solo with reporters without somebody there to bail him out. And it's COVID, you know, convenient. It's always COVID. Because Joe, listen, get this, because he's concentrating intently on distributing more vaccines. So Joe Biden, he's so busy concentrating on how to distribute vaccines. This is basically encompassing his entire day, every minute of his day. So he can't actually hold a one hour press conference with with, with, with reporters. I guess that would be too distracting to him or, or he's too distracted, too preoccupied with thinking really hard. What's he sitting there in a room thinking really hard, concentrating? Well, how are we going to distribute these vaccines? Well, let me think. I have to think harder. I mean, is that what the, I mean, this is absurd. I mean, it's it's laughable. Here's what she said, Psaki, when asked about this conference, she said, quote, I think the American people would certainly understand if his focus and energy and attention has been on ensuring we secure enough vaccines to vaccinate all Americans, end quote. That's her direct response when asked why Joe Biden is not available for a press conference because CNN and even the mainstream media are starting to get frustrated with the man. I mean, it, it really, and by the way, Jen Psaki, Jen Psaki herself is just doing a terrible job. I mean, she's she's great at dodging questions. That's pretty much what she does anytime she gets a tough question, which is rare. But unbelievable how Biden's not holding a press conference. They're blaming COVID and they're blaming the fact he needs to concentrate. He needs to concentrate on vaccine distribution. That takes a lot of mental effort. I mean, you're going to see that at some point Biden won't remember his own name. Well, of course he can't remember his name. He's busy concentrating on how to distribute the vaccine, you silly. I mean, he's got a, he's got a job. to He's got work to do here. He's got important things to focus on. He can't be focusing on remembering his name. You know, and uh, but, you know, as soon as the pandemic is over, he's going to remember his name at that point when he doesn't have to concentrate so hard and sit and contemplate and think, how are we going to get all these millions of vaccines out? Takes mental effort. All right, so we got a, a Governor Cuomo still in the news, and I'm focused on nursing homes. I know there are other scandals, but you know what? Those other things, those are gossipy. Those are not nearly as important. Yeah, the media focuses on them. They're not nearly as important as the fact that Cuomo is responsible, allegedly, for the death of thousands and thousands of nursing home patients and a cover-up to boot. Bombshell report in both the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. So rarely do you have the New York Times getting in on the action. That, how, that is how much Cuomo right now is despised by people on the left and by the media. So Cuomo has zero friends. But you got a bombshell report, the same report in both the Times and the Wall Street Journal at the end of the week, saying that top Cuomo aides had a report altered. A DOH, a Department of Health report, was altered. Top aides to Governor Cuomo. Yes, allegedly top aides to Governor Cuomo actually had the Department of Health of New York State alter their COVID report and have the number of deaths. They were going to report the actual number of nursing home deaths, which includes people who, who died in hospitals, because it doesn't matter where they died. It doesn't matter if they died out in the street or in a hospital or in, a tra in transport. It, it, it's all about where they got COVID. And yet the DOH, Department of Health, they were going to report that accurately until, according to the Journal and the Times, 
the Cuomo's top aides intervened and asked the Department of Health, told the Department of Health, no, you are going to report or requested that they report only the deaths that took place in nursing home facilities and not the deaths from people who contracted uh, COVID in nursing homes and then sadly, tragically died in a hospital. The the DOH was going to release a report on New York State COVID deaths, which included over 9,000 nursing home deaths. This is last year. This is last, I believe, July. And Cuomo officials, as I said, intervened. By the way, after this story broke, CNN did not report this bombshell for 12 hours. For 12 hours, CNN sat on this bombshell. After the Times and the, the Wall Street Journal were both reporting it, CNN was silent. By the way, who works for CNN? Who's one of their anchors? Oh, that's right, Chris Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo's brother. Isn't that an interesting coincidence? This story broke on Thursday evening, Friday morning. CNN's homepage did not mention this story. In fact, CNN's homepage Friday morning only mentioned Governor Cuomo's name one time in the trending column. On the top of the page, they have trending, and they'll just have little phrases, little blurbs, and it's just that Andrew Cuomo is trending. Nothing about this story. It mentioned Trump 10 times. So CNN, 10 times on its homepage on Friday, mentions Trump, and yet you have this bombshell about um, Governor Cuomo, and CNN doesn't mention it at all. Uh, And Jen Psaki says that the report about Cuomo is troubling. So you got to love this. It's troubling. Oh, well, he allegedly was responsible for the death of thousands of nursing home patients, and then he covered it up. This is the Democrat hero when it comes to covid won awards, and uh, Psaki says the report is troubling, the understatement of the century. I mean, I love this White House. You know, the, uh, the, there's no crisis at the border. It's a challenge. It's not a crisis. It's just a challenge. Thousands and thousands of people crossing illegally every day. That's a challenge. Cuomo, responsible for the nursing home catastrophe. It's troubling. All right, so, of course, the $1.9 trillion uh, stimulus package, which has lots of non-stimulus things in it, That has passed the Senate, and now it goes back to the House because there were some changes that were made, but it looks like it's going to pass and go to Biden's desk, and there's a lot of stimulus money coming, by the way, for a lot, especially families. Families are raking it in. I guess take advantage. I mean, I think the spending is out of control, but I guess if families uh, can take advantage of it, enjoy the money. But this passed 50 to 49, 50 to 49. There was one Republican who was away for a funeral, 50 to 49. This passed in the Senate. So, so much along party lines, obviously. So, so much for Biden, the unifier, Biden, the uniter. Biden is totally divisive. And by the way, this 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 legislation, this stimulus package, give credit, Republican Senator Ron Johnson. He forced the bill to be read out in its entirety on the Senate floor before they voted on this. Senator Ron Johnson insisted, I guess some kind of um, you know technical thing that he's allowed to insist on this. They should insist on this for every single bill that they pass, by the way, so they actually know what's in it. But Senator Ron Johnson forced a reading of the bill. So the bill, this $1.9 trillion monstrosity, was read in its entirety on the Senate floor by Senate clerks. Good for Johnson. I believe it took about 10 hours to read through the entire bill. So senators actually knew for once what they are voting on, all the wasteful spending that they're voting on in this bill. Now, listen to these two tweets. The Washington Post compare and contrast the Washington Post last year reporting on the Trump stimulus package and now voting on now reporting on the Biden stimulus package. What a difference in tone for Trump. Here here was the, 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 the tweet from the Washington Post on Trump's stimulus package. Quote, Trump signs two trillion dollar coronavirus into into law as companies and households brace for more economic pain. That's the report on Trump's stimulus bill, is as companies and households brace for more economic pain. 
Biden, it's this, quote, Biden's stimulus showers money on Americans, sharply cutting poverty in defining move of presidency. You cannot make this stuff up. I'm literally quoting you. Uh, two contrasting uh, tweets from the Washington Post. With Trump, it's Trump signs the coronavirus bill into law. Nothing about him showering money on Americans as households brace for more economic pain. That's Trump. With Biden, he's showering money on Americans, sharply cutting poverty in a defining move of his presidency. I mean, it's unreal. I mean, it's such blatant double standard and hypocrisy. All right, so meanwhile, Senate Democrats blocked an amendment. Republicans tried to put forward an amendment in this bill that would stop taxpayer-funded stimulus checks from going to illegals and incarcerated criminals. Yes, Republicans tried to put in an amendment in this bill that would prevent stimulus checks from going, our tax dollars, in other words, from going to illegals and criminals who are sitting in jail. That's right, criminals sitting in jail are going to get our stimulus money. It is just egregious. It's disgraceful. Illegals, some, many illegals, not all of them it seems, but many illegals are going to get stimulus money. The Republicans tried to stop that. Good for them. The Democrats blocked that amendment. So Republican Senator Tom Cotton, Ted Cruz, Bill Cassidy put forth an amendment. It was blocked in a vote that was 50 to 49. They tried to stop prisoners from receiving stimulus checks. Um, uh, Here's a quote from Tom Cotton, quote, the bill includes 40, well, Fox News reported that the bill includes stimulus checks. Inmates are included among those who receive stimulus checks as they were in both of the previous COVID relief bills. Now, I don't know the previous COVID relief bills. Those were Republicans. So how did they allow um, criminals? Where was Tom Cotton then? I don't know. But um, here's a quote from Tom Cotton. Here's a tweet. Quote, Dylan Roof murdered nine people. He's on death row. He'll be getting a $1,400 stimulus check as part of the Democrats' COVID relief bill. Um, Zokar Tsarnaev, the Boston bomber, murdered three people, terrorized the city. He'll be getting a $1,400 stimulus check. And Aaron Shema was sentenced to life in prison for selling one million fentanyl-laced fake oxycodone pills to unsuspecting buyers. He'll be getting a stimulus check. Senator Cassidy said, quote, prisoners do not pay taxes. Taxpayers pay for their every need. Inmates cannot stimulate the economy. However, they receive stimulus checks. This is a perfect example of non-targeted, inappropriate, and total waste of spending. It's ridiculous that this is in the bill. And Tom Cotton, and again, I'm going to add, I don't know what happened with the Republican um, stimulus bill, because apparently, according to Fox News, that also gave inmates uh, stimulus packages. So we'll have to look into that. Clearly, I want to be very clear on that. Khan said, quote, COVID relief funding should go to hard-hit law-abiding workers, not inmates serving their debt to society. Ted Cruz said, quote, one of the clearest examples of how irresponsible Democrats' bill is is the fact that the bill prioritizes relief payments to incarcerated felons, people who have not lost income because of COVID. The mismanaged priorities are detrimental to America, and I was proud to join my colleagues in trying to close this egregious loophole. Same thing, by the way, with illegals or undocumented immigrants where the, the, the Republicans, Ted Cruz, tried to block stimulus checks from going to undocumented migrants, a.k.a. illegals, but that was blocked by the Democrats as well. All right, so here are some highlights from the stimulus bill. I'm not going to read through it like they did on the Senate floor, thankfully, but um, it, it includes, of course, help for the unemployed, extended unemployment pay- payments. That's extended now through, through September 6th, so it's going to be $300 a week, not not the 400 or 600 that it once was, but $300 weekly unemployed unemployment benefit checks um, through September 6th have been extended if this bill gets signed into law. And uh, and there's a subsidy, 100% subsidy of COBRA health insurance premiums 
for laid off workers who have lost their employee employer health insurance. More stimulus checks, as we've said. So this bill has $1,400 for one taxpayer, $2,800 per married couple filing jointly, plus $1,400 per dependent. That's what's being reported, $1,400 for each dependent. So you're talking a family of five, a family of six, a family of eight, a family of 10. They're going to get a lot of money out of this stimulus package. Now, of course, that's going to be more debt. We're already, what, $27, $28 trillion in debt. Bigger deficit, more debt. But as I said, if you're getting the money, Enjoy it. You know, do something good with it. Now, it includes money for state and local governments, $350 billion being sent to state and local governments for costs that are incurred up until the end of 2024. Not sure what that has to do with stimulus. Yes, some of the local governments need help. Some of the local governments have done the damage to themselves, and all this is going to do is encourage them to just feed off the federal government. The bill includes aid to schools, funding for schools, $130 billion in additional help to schools, uh, for K through 12, the money will be used to reduce class sizes, modify classrooms to enhance social distancing, install ventilation systems, and purchase PPE. The money can also be used to increase the hiring of nurses and counselors. Uh, this bill includes financial funding to businesses. A new program for restaurants and bars impacted by the pandemic will receive $25 billion plus $7.25 additional billion for the PPP program. The money, uh, the the bill includes money for testing and vaccines, forty six billion dollars to expand lo- uh, testing for COVID nineteen, federal, state, local, and to enhance contact tracing capabilities. It also contains fourteen billion dollars to speed up the distribution of COVID vaccines around the country, plus financial assistance for Obamacare premiums. What does that have to do with stimulus? Um, bigger child tax credits for households with and without children, but especially the child tax credit, well, uh, big, bigger tax breaks for houses without children, but with children, the child tax credit is really getting a major, major boost here. $3,000 for every child aged 6 through 17, $3,600 for every child under the age of 6. So they have seriously boosted the child tax credit. Again, this is going to hurt the wealthier taxpayers because this money, this child tax credit is is a misnomer. It's going to people who don't pay any taxes whatsoever if they have kids, which is redistribution of wealth. We've discussed that in the past many times. And $30 billion in rental and homeowner assistance to help local, uh, to help low-income households and the unemployed afford rent and utilities and to help the homeless. The minimum wage hike, as we told you, is not in the bill, thankfully. The $15 minimum wage hike that's being supported by Bernie and Ocasio and the liberals and the socialists. That has not made it to the bill because of technical reasons. The Senate parliamentarian, because that would require uh, an override of a filibuster. Bernie Sanders did try. He put forth some kind of amendment or some kind of attempt to get them to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour, but he lost, including Democrats voted against Bernie. So Bernie lost 58 to 42. Bernie tried to put forth, again, some technical measure that would enable them to vote on a, on a hike of the minimum wage to $15 an hour, and he lost 58 to 42. So seven Democrats and one independent voted against Bernie Sanders and the $15 minimum wage hike. And a lot of the radicals, a lot of the socialists are furious that the Democrats pretty much control the White House, the House, and the Senate, and yet still cannot advance this $15 minimum wage hike. Now, we know that they're going to push. They're not giving up or anything, so we got to keep an eye on it. But so far, very good news because that would certainly crush So many small businesses around the country. All right, so the WHO, the World Health Organization, is now scrapping plans. This is a bombshell and is being ignored by the mainstream media predictably. The WHO is scrapping plans to release a report. By the way, Biden 
rejoined the WHO. He rejoined. Trump got out because it's corrupt and they are respond. They conspired with China. They are responsible in part, in large part, for this pandemic spreading around the world. But Biden has rejoined the WHO. He gives funding to the WHO. At least, couldn't he have at least used Trump as leverage? What Trump did as leverage and Biden could have said, listen, if you do a, a, a real, actual investigation, not this phony, bogus, rigged investigation where you're colluding with China, but if you do a legitimate investigation and discover the real source of COVID, discover how it really got to humans, how, how did this pandemic really spread to humans, and was the Wuhan lab involved, which we know it had to have been, and, and then if you give us a legitimate report, and if you really, really do a, a, an actual legitimate investigation, then we'll rejoin the WHO, but no, he just jumps right in, just like he's about to do with the Iranian nuclear deal. So the WHO is scrapping plans to release a report from the group of scientists that are officially investigating the, the virus in Wuhan. But we know it, the whole thing is just a sham. So what happened was a group of scientists have blown the whistle. Yes, 24 scientists from all around the world. They have put out a, an open letter calling on the WHO to basically rescind the results of this investigation, the preliminary results that they were going to report. And I'm paraphrasing, but they're essentially calling this investigation bogus and rigged by China. And there are many Chinese scientists who are being controlled by the Chinese Communist government who are actually part of this investigative team. So this whole thing is a total, total sham, as we've been telling you for weeks, by the way. So I'm going to read you, really, it's a great letter, but I'm going to read you some startling excerpts here from this letter. So basically, the scientists put out this letter saying that this whole investigation and their results are a sham, and by the way, not even endorsed by the WHO. That Even that has been reported falsely by the media, because this is not, as this letter says, this is these were not the findings of the WHO. The WHO never endorsed these findings where they basically absolve China and whatever. So um, all that is fake. So the WHO has now decided, all right, they weren't gonna, they're not even going to put out the preliminary report that they were planning to put out because they've been called out and they've been basically exposed and busted by these scientists. So let me read you some excerpts here. Quote, unfortunately, well over a year after the initial outbreak, the origins of the pandemic remain unknown. End quote. I want to interject. It is, it is inexcusable. It is absolutely inexcusable that we are one year following the initial outbreak. And I'll blame President Trump for this as well. I know that China stonewalls and it's very difficult, but it's a year and we know, we still do not know the origins. We should know the origins of this pandemic. Back to the letter, quote, based on our analysis and as confirmed by the global study convened by the World Health Organization and Chinese authorities, there is as yet no evidence demonstrating a fully natural origin of this virus. The zoonosis hypothesis, largely based on patterns of previous zoonosis events, is only one of a number of possible SARS-CoV-2 origins alongside the research-related accident hypothesis, end quote. I'm, I'm interjecting here. We have more to read, but here's what they're saying. They're saying that they do not have definitive evidence that uh, of a fully natural, fully natural origin of the virus is the, the narrative that China wants us to believe, which is that somebody ate a bat and caught this virus, and that has happened in the past with other viruses. And what they're saying is that there is no evidence to demonstrate a fully natural origin of this virus. These are scientists. This is big news. And the zoonosis hypothesis, as I said, that's the, 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 the hypothesis that it just came from an animal to a human. They say that's one possible origin, but research-related accident is another. And we have a lot of evidence to that, I would add, because we know that the lab in Wuhan was researching um, thousands of uh, coronaviruses, bat coronaviruses, and it's very, very possible. We know that this thing um, uh, originated, this virus originated 
right in that area where that Wuhan lab is located. We know that American investigators were in that Wuhan lab a couple of years ago and said that it was a, a catastrophe waiting to happen. They said that the security measures there were terrible and they predicted that something like this might happen. So there's so much, so much overwhelming evidence that um, this actually was an accident, maybe even intentional, but we don't even have to go there. An accident itself would be just a, just a terrible, terrible um, piece of negligence by the Chinese. Back to the letter, quote, in particular, we wish to raise public awareness of the fact that half of the joint team convened is made of Chinese citizens whose scientific independence may be limited. International members of the joint team had to rely on information the Chinese authorities chose to share with them. Any joint team report must be approved by both the Chinese and international members of the joint team, end quote. So let me translate here. The letter is saying, number one, half of the team. There was a team that was sent by the WHO to investigate. Look how bogus this is. Half of the team is made up of Chinese citizens, the letter says, whose scientific independence may be limited. Translation, that's their diplomatic way of saying translation. These people are owned by the commies. They're owned by the Chinese government. Of course, they're gonna, their findings are going to be in favor of the Chinese, and they're going to absolve the Chinese of any wrongdoing because these are Chinese scientists. Their scientific independence may be limited. Yeah, that's a very euphemistic way of saying they're, co they're owned by the commies, these scientists who were sent to independently investigate it. They are literally controlled every move they, move they make. Every time they lift a finger, they are, being, they are puppets of the Chinese government. And international members of the joint team, which means the non-Chinese scientists who were sent, had to rely on information the Chinese authorities chose to share. So they didn't get to do this open investigation. The Chinese government only allowed them to see certain things, and the rest of the data was provided by the Chinese communists themselves. Well, what do you think, what data do you think they're going to supply? It's like the Iranians, you know, only allowing the UN inspectors, the nuclear inspectors, to look at certain facilities but not others. Which, which facilities do you think they're going to let them into? Which evidence do you think they're going to let them see? Wake up. Hello. This whole thing is such a sham. It's so rigged. And the, and, the, and the media, they just report on it. And the Biden administration, they express their concern and their this and challenges and troubling. And it's just all a bunch of nonsense. I mean, the Chinese are behind this thing. At the best case scenario, they allowed this pandemic to spread. They knew it was going to happen. They did nothing to stop it because they wanted to hurt the world and not just themselves. Uh, a little worst case scenario is it actually leaked. And uh, they not only knew about it, they're responsible for it. And the worst case scenario, which is also quite likely in my opinion, because they wanted to get Trump removed from office, he was crushing them, is that they actually intentionally leaked this virus and put it out there and spread a global pandemic intentionally. And all three of those are horrible, by the way. And, um, and by the way, the, the report has to be approved by the Chinese members of the joint team. Back to the letter, quote, we have therefore research, reached the conclusion the joint team did not have the mandate, independence, or necessary access to carry out a full and unrestricted investigation into all the relevant SARS-CoV-2 origin hypotheses, whether natural spillover or laboratory research-related incident. We are also concerned the joint team's work has been inaccurately reported by the media as an independent investigation whose conclusions reflect those of the WHO. Although the findings were those of the joint team, they were widely reported as representing the WHO itself. As strong supporters of the WHO and its mission, we believe it must be made clear any findings of the joint committee, while potentially useful to a limited extent, represent neither the official position of the WHO nor the result of an unrestricted independent investigation. End quote. This is so vital to be aware of. These scientists support the WHO. They say it right there. These are not radical right-wing scientists. These are not Trump supporters, frontline doctors. These are an international group. They're not from America at least most of them, go through the list, and they say they are supporting the WHO. So these are not like radical right-wing, you know, agenda-driven scientists. 
And they're saying, and accurately, by the way, that this is not this is being falsely reported in the media as a WHO uh, as a WHO report. They're saying the findings are not the findings that are endorsed by the WHO. They're saying, and the, and, and the WHO agreed to this because the UN and the WHO, which is, which is controlled by the UN, they have now rescinded, retracted the report following this letter because they were forced to admit what this letter makes clear, that the media is falsely reporting this report, this report that was supposed to be put out, which is going to absolve China. This is not a WHO report. Again, I'm going to read this to you. It's being inaccurately reported by the media as an independent investigation whose conclusions reflect those of the WHO, although the findings were those of the joint team. They are widely reported as representing the WHO itself. Um, it, may, it must be made clear any findings of this joint committee, while potentially useful to a limited extent, represent neither the official position of the WHO nor the result of an unrestricted independent investigation. And at that, the WHO has now retracted this. They've scrapped it. This report is not going to be put out because, number one, it's fo- it's bogus, it's phony, and it's literally been written up by the Chinese communists. They had to approve it, and um, and they were in control of it, which makes it the most corrupt, phony report imaginable because it's supposed to be investigating whether you know the Chinese culpability here in, in, in COVID. And number two, it's not a WHO finding. It's not a WHO report. They're not endorsing it. So what good is it? It's worthless. This is worthless. And the media was reporting it as some kind of like major, you know, this is like a, a huge bombshell here, a blockbuster. They are uh, the Chinese have been absolved by the UN. No, false on every level. We'll keep an update, keep you updated on all of this. And finally, Jem Psaki was asked. She could not answer whether Joe Biden, President Biden, not that he knows what he supports because he knows what they tell him to support. But whether Joe Biden supports bringing 600 or 800,000 migrant workers into the U.S. from Mexico right now. It's such a basic. By the way, she dodges every I shouldn't say every question, but virtually every tough question Jen Psaki dodges as either she has to discuss it. She doesn't know. You know, she hedges. Everything is like a maybe because Joe Biden has no core values. So she has to like go and like they have to go and discuss and analyze and figure out what he you know, what his opinion is about every controversial topic and every every topic that the radical socialist, if he doesn't say the right thing, they're going to pounce on him. Now, so here was the question. Does President Biden support... Um, yeah, I'll read you the question in a moment, but pre- basically the president of Mexico has proposed he wants to send between six and 800,000 migrant workers to the United States and give them work visas. Here's the problem. The problem is there are 10 million Americans out of work right now. 10 million Americans out of work, millions of Americans out of work as a result of COVID. Now you're going you're gonna to import... 600 to 800,000 low-income migrant workers who are not even American citizens, you're going to give them a work visa? I mean, Trump kept rescinding work visas because of COVID because why should they come and steal American jobs when Americans right now are out of work? I mean, in millions. It, ma- it makes absolutely zero sense. But she, she couldn't answer the question. Here's a, here's a quote. It's a Fox News reporter, Kristen Fisher. She asked, quote, one other thing, the president of Mexico is expected to propose an idea to bring an immigrant labor program to the U.S. that could bring 600,000 to 800,000 immigrants a year to work legally in the U.S. Is that something President Biden would consider? End quote. My answer would be no, not now. Terrible timing. Here's her answer. Quote, I've seen reports of that. I believe that's a step that would require Congress. I'm sure we'll have a readout after the bilateral meeting this afternoon, and they both will be speaking after it as well, end quote, because there was a meeting between Biden and the president of Mexico. So once again, a non-answer response, once again, dodging the question. She is becoming the master, Jem Psaki. She already is at dodging any difficult question. Fox News reporter asks a question. Jem Psaki knows she's going to come up with some twisty way, some silly you know, ridiculous, fluff-filled answer. I've seen reports of that. I believe it's a step that would require Congress. I'm sure he'll have a readout. Give me a break. 
All right, that's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.